BTHM Mach 1. Hail me hearty Mangonios and welcome to our special holiday show. What makes it our special holiday show is that I say the word special and holiday at the beginning. You won't get that on most of the other ones. Count yourself lucky for falling into this, the latest episode of a show certain to inspire the excretion of one or more bodily products, whether through laughter or contempt. You are triply lucky because this is one of our awesome friggin' two-story shows. We are so dense with entertainment we may at any moment burst into a big bang of storytelling and birth our own universe of furry produce. Don't you wish? All of my big fat aromatic thank yous this week go out to Patrick Hester for recovering the tunage of the show after the boys' machinations effed up my poor desktop. You can enjoy basking in Patrick's LCD glow at atfmb.com or twitter.com slash atfmb. That stands for all things from my brain. It does not stand for a 10-foot meaty bison, but wouldn't it be cool if it did? Links to Patrick are in the show notes. Shower him with like. Where would my mango be without my peeps to save its moist and hairy ass? Rotting under the sink, that's where. Cause you gotta have friends. La 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 la. I joined the Futurist Club with his next story. You can just sit there in suspense for now, but I'll explain it all to your eager eardrums after a season for all seasonings. A season for all seasonings by Matthew Sanborn Smith. That winter was the worst we'd ever seen. Constant blizzards. We even had two blizzards at the same time. Sure, some people thought it was just one big one, but they were a bunch of crackheads. Any fool could tell those snowflakes were from two distinct social circles. Halfway into the season, supplies ran low. When we ran out of salt for the icy roads, we turned to the next best thing, paprika. The roads are too spicy now, some bitches at the town hall meeting complained. And when I say bitches, I want you to know I'm referring to both genders of human and no gender of dog. How about oregano, I screamed, huh? How about that? Let's see your goddamn cars get traction on oregano. It'll be like dying at the Olive Garden. Hey, hey, take it easy, they said. I told them they wouldn't like it when I got riled. Don't make me pull out my jerk spice, I added, just to let them know I wasn't rolling over. What if we peppered the roads with garlic salt, they offered, much more conciliatory now. You idiots, I shouted. You pepper the streets with pepper. You don't pepper the streets with garlic salt. You'll get us all killed. A guy in the back raised his hand. No pepper, I said. His hand went down. How's about we garlic salt the streets with garlic salt, someone asked. Now, that there just might work, I said. Everybody? The eyes had it. There's your story. Now prepare to be dazzled by my brilliance. I wrote a season for all seasonings for my blog in a more innocent time, namely July 29th, 2007. Nearly a year and a half later, the people of Ankeny, Iowa, ran short on rock salt for their icy roads and used the donation of 18,000 pounds of garlic salt from local spice company Tones to finish the job. A link to the article can be found in the show notes. Now before you call bullshit and try to claim they got the idea from me, try checking out the traffic to my blog sometime. Nobody reads the damn thing. Therefore, the only possible explanation is that I can see into the future. As I wrote in my blog at the time of this revelation, Nostradamus can suck it. I didn't even need to hide it in a quatrain. Once you've finished worshipping me or simply basking in my brilliance, please give a listen to our next big two-fisted tale of scrapbooking action, Anna's Memory Book. Anna's Memory Book by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Anna met a nice lady named Jane at the park on Thursday. They sat on the grass and staged an impromptu picnic with the things they found in their bags. Three sticks of gum, half a bottle of fruit punch, and a linty peanut. 
It was a magical afternoon that Anna cherished, and she wanted to ensure that she'd remember her new friend forever. She took Jane home with her and taped Jane into her memory book. Jane took issue with this, so Anna retaped her next to George Hamilton, whom Anna had met at a party in Malibu last year. Jane quieted down after that. Anna turned the pages until she came to her childhood home taped to page two. She went in and said hello to her parents who were securely taped to the kitchen. Then she went to her old room for a nap. Her parents had kept it just as it was when she'd moved out. They really had no choice. They were stuck in the kitchen. You laugh now, but wait till some woman in Iowa is caught scotch taping George Hamilton onto her parents. Then you'll fear me as is proper. By the by, that's cello-taping for you foreigners too cowardly to use the scotch, even though they are the stickiest people on the planet. If either of these stories made you want to garlic salt your scrapbooks, you can absorb them and other droll playlets at my blaliachi, the 1000blogspotcom Put on your big clompy shoes and drape some gold chains over the mango's hairy chest while you catch this, the finest of some podcasts, over at SF Signal, the Studio 54 of science fiction blogs. These episodes are coming fewer and farther between due to my capricious ways, but instead of checking in for a new episode every hour, you can subscribe with the orange thing and tame my wild heart. Or do it at iTunes and tame my wild apple. Then carve your review into the apple tree. Just don't sit under it with anyone else but me, you apple tree whore. Tell us all how insightful you are on the comments for this post or ski-mail me and Roy Stalin on the powdery slopes of the K-12 at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Two dollars. Order your cult of followers to spend all of their time here as long as they don't get their Dorito crumbs all over the place. Tell your tweeters that they fill out that sweater quite nicely and should heed my word at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. All right, I'll give you two options this time. You can donate to the show or you can make out with your dad. The choice is yours, but once your money starts not rolling in, I'll know exactly who has and who has not been Papa Smoochin'. This podcast fizzes beneath the unbearable pressure of two cans of beer and seven bowls of broccoli and maybe also one Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 unported license. Until I grow weary of the lot of you, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith wishing that with all the talk this season of roasting chestnuts, jingle bells, and marshmallows, I could come up with at least one decent testicle joke. This is why people get depressed around the holidays. Good night. By the by, that's cello-taping for you foreigners too cowardly to use the scotch, even though they are the sticky, even though they are. Okay, hold on, let me fix that. Editing as I record. How's about with Garlic Street? If either of these stories made you want a garlic book... Ah, motherfucker. (laughs) Garlic book your scraps off.